Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Here I am. It is the Kyle Serafin Show. Hello, my friends. I am happy to see you, and we are running a fall style right now. So I've got a jacket on. Uh, I am wearing a Garrett Boyle Last Line Strength shirt. We are merged out to the tees. I got the suspendables badge. We're wearing one of Garrett's hats. Like, I don't even know. I feel like a walking advertisement. we got uh, lights in the background doing weird things. Hey, folks. Welcome to your Friday. It's September the 29th, and we are rocking and rolling. We're going to be doing a friendly Friday, which should be a lot of fun. I actually like have a big smile inside my heart right now, thinking about Steve coming on here. We've got some walkout music for him. We've got some uh, stuff we want to show him. I'm going to surprise him with some fun stories. Let's do a quick thank you to our sponsor, Patriot Coolers. This show brought to you by Patriot Coolers. Here they are. Check them out, folks. Go to PatriotCoolers.com, promo code Kyle. Can you guys tell I got at least seven hours of sleep last night? Promo code Kyle gets you 10% off. You can check out their hard coolers. You can check out their tumblers like we've got. Ryan's about to put in an order. I think he just bought one with the wood grain. He wants fake wood that is on top of metal. I don't know what that's about, but it's a thing. You can do it if you like that too. Promo code Kyle, 10% off, 50 bucks or more. You're going to get free shipping. Check out my friends over at Patriot Coolers. They're the best. They really are. They, uh, they're, they're such a, a good organization to have reached out to us so early on. We've got people coming to us as sponsors now, and I'm like, look, dude, I don't even know your, your product. I'm not sure if I can recommend it. I can recommend Patriot Coolers because I've been using them since 2017. Easy day. PatriotCoolers.com slash discount slash Kyle or just use the promo code Kyle. 10% off. Hey, should we bring on uh, Steve Friend here? Is that uh, something we should do, uh, Ryan? Let's you do ready it, to do that? Let's do it. Okay, oh, hold yeah. on. You ready? I think so. Yeah. Got this. There he is. This is very inspiring. I'm super inspired. I mean, I feel like this is the the walk-up music you want to have. Playoffs, you know, division series in the line, maybe a pennant. You got to come up with with at least a double to drive in the the game-winning run, and uh, and you just deliver on a uh, 0-2 count. I like it. Can you guys feel the drama in the air? There it is. Real Steve friend. Steve, I'm going to fade this down just because... I've been downloading really fun music, and I really like this. I just think people can appreciate it. Um, I want you to talk about a couple things. We're going to bring this on. Breaking news, though, that just happened a few minutes ago. We found out that Diane Feinstein, DiFi, has given up the ghost, and she has now joined the spirit realm. No more Diane Feinstein after 175,000 years in politics. She is now done. You got any thoughts about that? We're going to have to hear how Joe Manchin is the most important guy in government all over again. That was the one upside of the Republicans not getting the majority or not keeping the 50-50 split or whatever. It was like a clear Democrat majority. So we, I got to just dispense with the whole myth that Joe Manchin was a great American hero and a consummate conservative. And now, I, so I guess this so takes it down to 50 to 49, but if he flips, then it's the other way. So... It's pretty Lord, nauseating. Oh, Let me, I hate it. You want to throw that up on the screen there? We'll read from Fox News real quick because some of these things are really telling when you have... Somebody who basically was a uh, uh, like the Walking Dead for so long. She's part of the geriocracy, as I like to call it. This is the ancient people that rule the Americans uh, from their seats of power. Imagine you're 90 years old. You've been suffering from pretty extensive health issues for a long time. She nearly died with a stroke. And uh, man, if you could scroll down on that page, Ryan, you could see just how bad she looked before. She had like a droopy eye. Her skin was falling off her face. I don't mean to make light of the dead, but like if you're going to sit out in public and you're going to be a public figure at that age, I just I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, who's propping that lady up? 
her, right. her I, she gave her daughter power of attorney like a right. month ago or two months ago and I remember thinking like that's that should be an automatic disqualifier i would think to hold public office these is one of the hun there's only 100 senate seats in the country right. One of 100 people. There she is. I'm going to read something to you guys that blows my mind. She was the longest serving female senator ever in the history of the American Republic. Elected in 1992. So before I got into high school. And these are the quotes that they have on Fox News, which is just worth reading because it's so strange. Senator Feinstein led a bipartisan group of senators in passing legislation that drastically increased the fuel efficiencies of cars. Uh, no, I think people who made cars did that. She just mandated it because she's from California and they think they should run industry and they don't care about the free market. That's part one. Number two, she was a leading voice in the effort to legalize gay marriage and ensure the rights of LGBT Americans. Uh, we haven't legalized gay marriage. It was a Supreme Court decision. So that was a failure. That's false and made up. She was a champion for the preservation of the Mojave Desert, Lake Tahoe and California forests. Sure. Whatever you say. Um, she was also fighting against drug tunnels. Uh, it's like this is all made up. Uh, her most notable achievements, according to her biography, are the enactment of the federal law enforcement ban on assault weapons in 1994, which means that was 20 years ago. She was relevant and she made a bad unconstitutional decision to pass a bill that limited something that did nothing to crime. So like, that's that's her big thing. And she also passed a six year review of the CIA's detention and, and interrogation program of actual terrorists that were involved in actually hurting American citizens. I don't know. DiFi, good riddance. Adios. I don't have to be nice about people that are awful and have done bad things for this country. And she has. So I hope her family is at peace. They paraded her out there in a freaking wheelchair. And then uh, her her last moments are embarrassing. I, I, I wish people would know how to age with grace in this country and that they would learn like, you know what? You got no skin in the game. You literally have almost no skin at all. It's falling off. You have no collagen production. Maybe you just shut it down and just, uh, I don't know, go hang out with your grandkids and do what people do when they're 90 years old. Sit just, coffee and tell your stories. It shows how the priorities are completely just off kilter. So just this is with her record that they're going to brag about. So we we improve fuel efficiency in cars. Oh, so you made cars use lighter materials. So now more people die in traffic accidents. Appreciate it. Oh, Dude, doesn't, gun- do you want like a 1970 like Chevy Nova SS yes. that's just made of just like solid steel? It's like yeah. I-beams welded together. Yeah, there she is. There's there's Diane Feinstein getting wheeled in with like half her face drooping off. Uh, look, I'm not as mad at uh, Diane Feinstein as I am about the people that think that that's OK. Right. Who? Who trots that lady out and is like, yeah, go make decisions for Americans. You can't make your own medical decisions, but you could make legal decisions for us and vote. And she she's OK being their puppet. Just doesn't want to go spend her golden years doing something else, you know, with family, maybe with some grandkids. I mean, who knows? I know she has a daughter. I don't know if she has grandkids. Her, her daughter is like old enough to collect Social Security. She's like in her mid 60s. Yes. Her daughter is an old woman. Her daughter doesn't belong in office. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's the geriocracy, which I my, my cousin sent me a thing. He's like, you should you should trademark that. I don't know if you can trademark just a word, but uh, in the same way that I've heard some other commentators talk about things, I've never heard anyone else talk about the geriocracy the way that we do in the suspendables chat. Man, uh, good riddance. If you are a thousand years old, I don't want you. Who's up next? Who's what? People said this comes in threes in the chat. Chuck Grassley. Okay, Grassley's he's a thousand he's, as well. Yeah, he's a thousand. Um, McConnell. Glitch. Glitch is not looking really good either. Glitch, yeah, yeah. That's, that's got to be. That those are yeah he's he's I just had my walk up music and glitches on deck yeah that's it <laughs> he he could he could reboot at any moment if you touch him aggressively he's done that twice in public how often do you think that that thing actually happens to him I think all the time probably yeah. and and that means people around him know it so look we're equal opportunity if you're a thousand years old I don't want you in the seat of government I don't care who you are um I don't really want you in government if you're dumb either there's a plenty of that and we're going to play some of this later on we're going to show you my my absolute favorite this is like one of the reasons 
why you get into commenting on politics is the uh, the the brilliant AOC because she's got some touching stuff for us. Um, let's let's just kind of launch in some topics here that I wanted to hit with you. Um, we're we're going to talk about your um, discussion in front of a school board in a few minutes. I want to talk about uh, an AUSA. Have you heard the story about the Tampa AUSA? Yeah, yeah, stabbing All right. man. So Ryan's going to pop this up. This is pretty fun stuff. So this guy's name is Howard Franklin, and he is now the subject, if you want to pull up topic one, Ryan, he's the subject of a of a stabbing inquiry. He got into a road rage incident, and the story is this. He apparently was driving his car, um, and two people had some sort of altercation on the road, and one of them reversed it. He was asleep at the wheel, woke up, realized where he was, saw another guy yelling at him, so he reversed his car into this guy, Howard Franklin, who you're seeing on the screen. Now, Howard, uh, sorry, not Howard Franklin. What is Howard Franklin? Stabbing suspect. That's that's where he was. Sorry. His name is Patrick Douglas Scruggs. I knew that didn't sound right. He worked for the United States Attorney's Office. He was prosecuting J6ers aggressively, and uh, including the lectern guy who tagged me on Twitter and said, hey, uh, this is the guy who came after me. 38 years old, worked in uh, the the office for over 10 years, so since he was about 28, and uh, which means he was probably not too long out of law school. And this guy reversed his car, This some other dude reversed his car, bumps into him after waking up at the wheel, drugs, God knows what, maybe alcohol. And uh, and this guy Scruggs gets out and just starts stabbing him like with a pocket knife and the guy's bleeding out of his hands and he chased him back into his car. The guy's got his hands out of the car, like begging for mercy. Don't stab me anymore. So there he is. There's his face on the screen. This is the kind of people I don't know. Do you think uh, do you think going after January 6th defendants indicates a certain of psychopathy that you might have if you're that vicious about it? I think ordinarily I would be trying to get my head around well there's some sort of explanation here that you know, maybe there was a self-defense maybe he thought he was keeping this guy around and just no if, if this guy is willing to uh put people in prison for years on end because they walk through the capitol then um i have to question his sanity i have to question his ethics and um the fact that he's now got a pocket knife that he's stabbing a, a motorist with Look, I, I cannot th look. I have a pocket knife that you would actually stab people with. It looks like this. This is my my daily carry. Yeah, that from, thing's from pretty Benjamin. sweet. It's look. It's it's a backup knife. You can shoot with it, and you can do some other things. I cannot fathom like someone bumping into my car and me going like, you know what? I'm going to knife. It's blade time. Like I'm going to start hacking people. It's just bizarre. Totally bizarre. Th that's your primary weapon too. You can I drop mean, him down, Ryan. I don't need to see that guy. He's he's hanging out in jail right now. That seems like the right place for him. <laughs> I mean, and, and then what? Where is the DOJ going to be on this? Is this this has got to be a civil rights case, right? He he deprived this guy of his civil rights by yeah, started stabbing knife. a drug addict who had <laughs> other problems. Clearly, oh, it's not definitely not going to be a, a local matter. Well, and this is a Tampa area, right? So actually, this might be one of the county prosecutors that got removed by the governor. So it might actually be a legitimate prosecution. Other, otherwise, it would have been one of those Soros prosecutors who just lets the guy walk. Outstanding. Yeah, I've I've worked a, a case or two down. Tampa's a weird place. It's like, and and no offense to anybody that lives in Tampa, I'm not calling you out individually, but it might be the sluttiest city outside of Miami in the entire United States. Is that possible? Worse than Vegas, bro. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it when I was there. We went and worked there for two weeks, and I was like, "What is going on here? Like, where are these women's clothing? Where are their fathers? It's it's truly wild. Like, there's tons of cosmetic surgery. There's a lot of that like Euro trashy." vibe when you go downtown which is where we were working and then right off downtown are slums where we were watching like an isis dude so i so this is you know friendly it's, friday it's, detour here i was having a conversation about cosmetic surgery with my wife and uh I, I said you know i'm going to some events and i'll see somebody there so a woman and i'll say like i know you you have the same face as her you must have the same doctor right that's so gross why do they do why 
like a third of the Congress has the same face. They've all been going to the same person. Nikki Haley is looking pretty crazy. We're going to talk about the debate in a second. I can't take Nikki Haley seriously. At some point, she got her teeth capped or something, and she always sounds like she's talking like she sounds like she got the Nancy Pelosi face implant. So everything she says just sounds absurd to me. She used to be really kind of lovable listening to, and 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 then I guess at some point you sell your soul to the Ukrainian war machine and you no longer make sense. That's kind of what I get the vibe from her. And it's like every one of them turns this corner where they're like, I could be a good person and I could hold up for the things that I actually believe in, but I'm going to just do a hard left right here. I'm going to get face surgery. I'm going to put fake teeth on and I'm going to go full fake and I'm going to just back the military industrial complex with everything I have, I guess. I don't know. Bizarre. They all have the same doctor. You're probably right. <laughs> Look, while we're talking about this, because we were talking about this off, off camera before we got started, um, tattoos, waste of money, easier for the FBI surveillance team to spot you. Change my mind. Uh, nope. Can't change your mind on that one. So I'm, I'm clearly I'm an unmarked guy here. Um, I do uh, have a question, though. Do you know what the uh, the male version of the tramp stamp is called? No, but I've seen it. I had an instructor called, when I was in the military. What's it called? It's called a uh, stag tag. Hmm. I had a guy that was in the uh, that was in the Air Force with me. He was an instructor. I don't want to name him, but he was a really nice man. And he was a good looking dude, too. He was like super muscular and fit and well-spoken and articulate and intelligent and fully capable. He's a special operator. And he had two dolphins that were doing like a chasing each other around the globe and a, and a, and a globe in the tramp stand position. I don't know if it was a bet. He never once explained it. We never had the, like the nuts to ask him like what was going on there. I, I like when your instructors are, are crushing you daily and that guy physically can outrun everything. He was like a, you as far as like the running thing, he's like a, you know, sub six minute miler okay. for the mar for the marathon. Yeah. Just like a stud, just a freak. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to run with those guys. Like I, I'm not sure that he could lift everything. I'm not sure, but he could run for all days and he would go on runs where he would literally run six minutes at pace and just kill us. Cause we're out there like, and also he was fresh. He'd be fresh. Sure. And we had just been like drowned in the pool and like beaten, you know, and woken up and carried a rock for, you know, 10 miles. And then he'd be like, let's go for a run. Like drop your rock. And you go run. So you could never really make fun of him because he was a stud, but like the dolphins chasing each other is definitely, it's definitely weird. It's questionable. And I mean, people always have, there's always a story behind the tattoo, which again, I, it could have been a man up challenge. Someone would be yeah. like, oh, yeah, like a hundred bucks says you won't do that. And he was like, yeah, I'll take it. It's yeah. it's the people that try to like, they look, they like it. It's cool. Uh, in their mind, they, they think it's, it looks good. I'm like, all right, good on you. I'm, I'm, I'm sure his boyfriend thought it looked great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, <laughs> Give him a good, he had a great view of it too. Um, but the, uh, it's the folks that like try to give symbolism to something that clearly it doesn't because they want it to be more significant. It's like, this is a, in, in honor of my grandfather who died. And I'm like, it's a clown strangled by a Python holding a skull. I actually like that, that a lot. I, I, I would not be mad at somebody for having that. I wouldn't do it to myself. I think it's ridiculous. I had a, a friend who we used to wear those short silkies that the Marines wear. We call them Sophies because that's the company that makes them. So we'd have them either in blue or black in the two different programs I was in. And one of the dudes, <laughs> one of the dudes came in like on a, on a, on a Monday morning for PT and like above his knee all the way up until it disappeared was this like full color red squirrel, like a like a beautiful cartoon squirrel. It had like the, you know, like the white chest and the red fur. And he's just reaching up and his hand disappeared into the shorts. <laughs> to his the name nuts. Was, yeah, his name was Underwood. <laughs> and I'm like, Underwood, what's going on there? He's like, dude, it's just a squirrel trying to get a nut. I, like, <laughs> I mean, look. People in the military make bad decisions. If you are a non-military member that has gotten tattoos like that, you could put them in the comments what your favorite tattoo is. Somebody on Twitter responded to me because I just decided to throw that bomb out there and people get really emotional about their tattoos and the money they wasted. And uh, this guy said, I think that uh, tattoos are either for sailors or prostitutes. 
And a woman responded like, how dare you? Like, why would you call me that? And he said, what kind of boat do you have? Which is my favorite. It's like, if you just want, you just want to be hey. that guy. All right, we're throwing bombs, but that's yep. not, let's throw more bombs. Let's go to the uh, attack on all fronts. We pull up a uh, topic number two because this is how ABC covered the. Uh, sorry, this is this is how ABC covered up on what happened with Trump. We're throwing bombs here. The guy was not at the debate, so that's what some people were arguing in the uh, the the GOP debate. But uh, what he was doing was dealing with this. You saw this probably earlier this week, y'all. Um, <laughs> Officials cementing plans for Monday's $250 million civil fraud case against Donald Trump. So this is uh, Letitia James, the AG of New York, just tying Trump up in knots. We've got now uh, four total indictments, two state, two federal, and this nonsense, which has been going on for years, alleging like some fraud with no victim that the AG just decided to take on. Have you been following this trial at all, Steve? Uh, a little up. bit, but I, I mean, I will say the fact that Letitia James is bringing it is is noteworthy to me. Yeah, she got elected. She was the attorney general of the state of New York. She clearly had her eyes on the governor's mansion. That's yes. sort of the way it works in New York. And she actually entered that race and then was clearly told by the party to step aside. They wanted Kathy Hochul to be able to retain the seat. And I'm wondering of what deal was struck there. So stay where you're at as AG. Bring a civil suit to continue to try to bleed Trump white financially, and then we'll give you Schumer's seat or something to that effect. So I think that we'll see her be elevated pretty high into the uh, the Democrat uh, party machine soon. Whenever I see her name, I always think of Sean Connery doing uh, SNL, you know, when you have like uh, Will Ferrell doing Alex Trebek. Oh, the, the Jeopardy? I just, yeah, the Jeopardy one. I just feel like uh, like he always would mispronounce her name and he'd be like, it's Letitia, like because of the way it's spelled. I always look at it and I hear that in my head. I hear fake Sean Connery doing... Letitia James. Back in the day when SNL was funny, man. Back when they actually did humor and comedy, right? So we saw the judge a little bit earlier. The guy looks like death warmed over. He looks like the Crypt Keeper. And he's out there. I didn't know this, but the Supreme Court judges in New York are actually elected. I guess they do that in a number of places. I know they do it in Wisconsin as well. And Scott Presser has been pushing that. Pretty weird. I I feel like our judiciary has has beclowned itself in a number of ways. And electing judges, which I know we do on the county levels in a lot of places too. It's so strange. It's such a strange thing that you would take someone in a partisan role and then put them into a supposedly nonpartisan, unbiased way of, of judging somebody. Is that? Yes, especially when they're supposed to recuse themselves if they do have a conflict. Well, what if they case, what if they really want someone to lose? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, in that case, then it's just you have to use your your best judgment. It's, <laughs> but it yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But then you go back the other way. Like, do you want to have a judge who gets a lifetime appointment and then they look like Diane Feinstein at the end? Or like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who apparently was falling asleep during arguments. But she was super strong. You remember all the videos that they would trot out talking about how tough she was? I I noticed the same things about Biden. They're always talking about how strong and capable and like masculine he is. Like, look at him. He can jog for nine steps. And he didn't even poop himself. And you're like, oh, congratulations. Those are stopping now, man. I I saw a couple stories this week. And I was like, up, up, here it comes. They snapped for 48 hours during the uh, primaries last time to get him installed. And now it's going to be, let's get rid of him. Let's boot him. Yeah, I think they're done with Biden too. I keep seeing like more and more people. I see people like uh, Sank from the from the uh, the Young Turks, and he's out there tweeting about like if you think Biden could win right now, you're crazy. And it's like, well, we've been thinking that from the beginning. In fact, we thought that in 2019, and we still think that. I'm not. Yeah, and they so we we got 
the Gavin Newsom, I'm not running to, well, you know, it's constantly evolving. And he was he's now he's going to do a debate against the maybe a presumptive nominee for the Republican side. And then you had that poll that came out that said that Trump was up by 10. If you look at the internals of it, though, it's it's ridiculous. It Is says it? like it says like uh, Biden's going to win minorities by like single digits. Like the internals are a joke. It, but they and they trotted that out there because, of, well, we got to got to get rid of Biden. And now we'll see them start going after Hunter more so. And it'll be like, look, we're going to do this easy way or the hard way. You can say I've got uh, health reasons or whatever I need to pull out. And uh, now we'll just install the next guy, which I think they have their hearts in on, on Newsom because definitely can't be uh, Kamala cackles. I don't think so either. He he definitely seems smarter than I'm going to get into the uh, the debate stuff because we got a video from the debate. It's the highlights of that. Uh, before we do that, let's say thanks to Catholic Vote. So Ryan, give me a full here, and we'll say thanks to my friends over at Catholic Vote. There they are, America's top advocacy group for faith, family, and freedom. Might be a new Suspendables show. The Suspendables Roundtable might be talking about faith family, and freedom. You can go and get The Loop. I actually recommended this yesterday on my Badlands show, uh, Roll Call, and we talked about it with our guest afterwards and just said, hey, uh, check out Catholic Vote. And he was like, yeah, I do need a, new, a good news aggregator. It's really an outstanding email. I didn't even pull mine up today because I was uh, so excited about getting Steve on. Check them out. Go to catholicvote.org. Punch in your email there. Get to that get that email in the morning. And not only that, but I'm so merged up today. I actually have, as you probably have seen, Catholic Vote coffee mug. I said, send me one people can read. And they sent it so that I have to turn the entire cup. But there it is. Catholic Vote coffee mug. Go to catholicvote.org. Help them out. Help us out. We appreciate that. Let's get uh, let's get Steve back on. Let's get Steve's reaction to this video. Let me see here. I think we've got the highlights video. It's going to be video number one, Ryan, starting at uh, 35 seconds in. Let's give a few seconds for ABC to tell the story of the debate that I missed and didn't watch, which means I won, I think. America won. America won. Yeah, Into the debate, right, two of the candidates who were on the stage aimed their fire at the candidate who didn't bother to show up. Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you to defend his record where they added $7.8 trillion to the debt. That set the stage for the inflation that we have. Chris Christie taunted Trump over his refusal to debate. Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. But that was the Gross. only mention in the entire debate of Trump's indictments. And there was no mention whatsoever of this week's ruling by a New York judge that Trump's company had committed widespread fraud. It was an unruly debate with the candidates often talking over each other. Let's have a policy debate. What's going on? The moderators repeatedly had to plead for the candidates to follow the rules. We cannot talk over each other. We must respect each other's time. Businessman Vivek Ramaswamy, who harshly attacked his rivals in the last debate, tried to play nice this time. These are good people on this stage. But the others weren't buying it. We think about the fact that Vivek just said we were all good people, and I appreciate that because last debate he said we were all bought and paid for. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley took aim at Ramaswamy for joining TikTok, which is owned by a Chinese tech company, after once calling it digital fentanyl. This is infuriating because TikTok <laughs> is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Haley also sparred with fellow South Carolinian Tim Scott, who she appointed to fill a vacant Senate seat when she was governor. 12 years, where have 
have you been? Where I have voted you been, no Tim? I voted on most of those things. We've waited and nothing most. has Here, happened. Here's what you've done. Years. Here's the thing that I all right, get away. I don't want to see that nerd. <laughs> I, told, I, I literally told Ryan, I was like, just cut it when you see the nerd pop up from ABC. That's what I want. Um, so a couple things that happened during that debate that I didn't watch, but I got to see some highlights from. I've decided to switch my not vote in the not primary that I'm probably not interested in because I don't care. I'm voting anybody who's not Biden and anybody else can decide who that is. Uh, I assume it's going to be Trump, but I'm more than happy to change my, my backing. I'm going for Chris Crispy. Chris Crispy won me over with a Donald Duck comment. How about you? Oh, yeah, man. That's that's the sole reason why people donated to, enough to get him on the debate stage so that he could drop that zinger. I mean, that's that was comedic gold right there. They're like $50,000. Sick burn, bro. We got oh, him. Oh, man. It, like, Donald whatever, Trump is devastated right now. Whatever they have in the Chris Christie coffers, they should throw at Kyle Serafin to, because they need to up their comedic game. That that was weak sauce. I mean, you can't, you I can't recruit that anybody well, look, they from just Babylon got D. It was a writer strike, so they just oh. got over that. Maybe they didn't have him on time. You know, he, he. I think though that you know, look, he's in it just because he wants to attack Donald Trump. That's that's his. He's a vindictive, that, fat, roly-poly yeah. dumpling of a man. I, I mean, personally, I, I'm a big believer that uh, I don't want any candidate for any office to take my vote for granted. I I like I would like to see Donald Trump up there, but I understand from his campaign strategy the reason not to be there. And I also understand that that's something that nobody's talking about. There's a legal strategy here. He might be asked a question up there that he, if he provides an answer for, would jeopardize him legally. And what's he going to say? Like, I can't comment on that in a debate. That's that's going to be bad for him. So he's kind of between a rock and a hard place when it comes to making that decision and and to either fight the the front in the court or fight the front on the campaign trail. So that, that, that's something that's just not been pushed out. But I do think that um, any candidate for office should not take my vote for, for granted and, and go out and make the case, make the case objectively for, for what you want to have. And I would like for very much everybody else to get out of the way. I don't really care about inner party politics in South Carolina between Tim Scott. That was very compelling. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't care about that. And nobody in America cares about that. It, it's just gross. This and that's that's probably the goal. I mean, again, it was the same thing that Garrett and I dealt with when we testified. They just make it a awkward, terrible experience, and I just want to change the channel and check out. And then we can't ever have any change because people are like, they're all corrupt. I don't care. So Ben Shapiro does a really good job commenting on that. I've been listening to him for years. Oh, you know, I've been doing it less since the COVID stuff. But what I heard was he would always say, whatever whatever candidate or whatever party the referendum is on is the candidate and the party that loses. If the Republicans are going to make it about what they got going on and we're going to have uh, infighting about whether Donald Trump is good, like, like you said, he's got a quarter billion dollar lawsuit in front of him in New York in an unfair district. He's got uh, two local in indictments, both in Georgia and in New York. He's got two federal indictments. None of these things are should be taken for granted. There may be a legal strategy to keeping your mouth shut and... People like, did anybody watch that Chris Christie clip and go, I was feeling Donald Trump. That's what I was about. But now I'm Chris Christie. Is anybody doing that at all in America? I, I don't think so. But at the same time, like, look what Donald Trump said about where he kind of he went hard left to the abortion issue. And, and I'm just like, yep. dude, the, the the singular great achievement of your entire presidency was the appointment of these justices who overturned Roe. And now you're going to, like, go back to the left and 
So what name me the voter who's like, you know, I voted against Donald Trump. He was the worst thing ever in 2016. But now he hates his, abortion in, or... in 2020. But now he's like, you know, he sounds kind of reasonable. The 15 weeks, That's... like, I, I think I'm going to come on board for that. If that drives you to the polls, that person doesn't exist. The only people that go that if they're voting on abortion are Planned Parenthood employees or the people that attend the March for Life rally. There's yeah. no. And here's ground. the thing. And I don't know why someone's not paying someone like you or me to get up there and, and help them troubleshoot this, because this is really easy. Like if you've ever been involved in an interrogation or an aggressive interview, which you and I both have done these things, or you've ever just had people that are smart that are trying to spar with you, you just don't fall into the stupid trap. The answer is this has already been adjudicated by the courts. This is a state's rights issue. I'm not running for a state office. I put people in the, uh, you know, into the the Supreme Court that did what they think is correct. And I'm really proud of my appointments there. My record is good. We've already moved on from this as a country. If you want to have a, a state change the game, then vote for it in your state. The end. Yeah. There's no you reason. The DeSantis thing to the uh, to the survivor question. Who should be voted off? He's like, I'm not answering that. That, does, that doesn't concern me. That, right. Like, j just dismiss it. And you look like a, a boss when you, when you do that because you're saying it's beneath me to even answer that question. And I mean, if, if the legal strategy is for Trump not to debate, just say it. I, I think that that's... Look, I, I said it here. I said it here. Exactly. It's like, yeah. all you got to do is come out and say, these guys are all quibbling to be who's in charge of the GOP. I'm already in charge of the GOP. This is my party and I'm running for national office. Those guys can argue for second place if they want. I'm looking at Joe Biden because that's who my rival is. The end. Mm -hmm. That's who all the polls are going to be about. The rest of them are irrelevant. And if you're serious, then that's what you do. But someone is not teaching him how to just look forward. You you, you always uh, in sales, you always try to like they say fake it until you make it or you dress for the job you want. This is another thing you always hear people say, like, act like you've already been there before, as you like to tell me, you know, you've already been in the end zone. You've already been president of the United States. So go back and do it again. Just go back and tell people, look, I've already done this. I've already, you know, people already know what I'm about. And you can judge my record. And there may be things that I did imperfectly. I'm running for office. I think this country's in bad shape. I'm ready to move forward. Join me if you want. The end. And unrelated to that, but back to the to the debate itself, um, I can't take that seriously if they're not going to talk about COVID, which they have yet to do. Nobody it's wants the, to talk about it. The biggest thing that ever happened in the history of the country, or at least in our lifetimes. There are tens of thousands of people in each serious district that is blue that lost their jobs over this stuff. I just talked to a, uh, a former NYPD lieutenant who's now a buddy of mine. Like I, we, we talked for about an hour and a half after our show last night. And like listening to him talk, I was like... There are so many people that want to change teams that want to go out there like they their their whole world was wrecked. And think about it. When you take a man out of his job or a woman out of his job or out of her job, when she's like the breadwinner for that family, if you happen to have somebody that lost a significant salary, he lost two hundred thousand dollars from the NYPD after 18 years before he got his pension. And for me, that's what a suspendable looks like as well. It's like, you know, what's right. He said his wife told him, what's your integrity worth? It's the same conversations that you had with your wife and I had with mine. Our families decided what's our integrity worth and it's worth not having this job. We'll figure it out. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to figure something out. There's a lot of people that made those decisions, and they were not decisions that Donald Trump put on them. They were decisions that got made at the local level. And, you know, he should be running on his things. Like, look, I let states figure it out for themselves. Some states made really bad decisions. We're going to try to fix that when we get in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's not very hard. I don't know why who's running these campaigns, but they, they seem dumb. Yeah, I, I think that there was just so... Nobody wants to talk about it who was trying to get your vote for president because so few people like did anything correct there yeah and they don't want to highlight the, the negatives um but that's that was a pressure test that was a stress test to see what your capability was as a leadership during the you know the uh the, the worst of moments and worst of times and if you didn't pass muster i think that 
that should be brought to the forefront, especially in a debate where you're having serious conversations about serious issues, um, um, which is not what happened on Fox. But, you know, that's Fox. That's it why Fox. we need to put Fox down. It's just I heard I heard the comparison. It's like old Yeller. It used to defend the family, but now it's definitely now it's a and we need we need to put it down. <laughs> so bad. Ryan, we pull up topic four. I'm going to run through. Uh, this is Kyle and uh, Steve's hot takes on this. Let's do uh, the No, that's that's not it. I don't think. Topic four. Oh, sorry. You're right. Topic three. My bad. You were correct. I'm wrong. Go ahead and pull this up. So here it is. This is NPR's six takeaways from the second GOP debate. Uh, they were attacking Biden, Trump and each other. I'm just reading the highlights here because they're really funny. Nikki Haley was on fire again. I want to just discuss that in one sec. We're going to circle back to that guy. Front runner was absent, but not ignored. So that's Trump, obviously. Uh, China foreign policy thread goes through everything. Okay, fine. There's a fading memory of Ronald Reagan that has nothing to do with it. And they made fun of Biden for quote unquote sleeping with teachers, which was a Chris Christie line because he said she, he's sleeping with a member of the teachers union, which, uh, you know, spoiler alert, that's his wife. Uh, there's many problems with Jill Biden. I think the fact that she worked as a teacher is probably not the worst of them. Uh, Ronald Reagan, irrelevant and the rep, you know, like who cares about that? That's totally unnecessary. It has nothing to do with the thing. But I do love that they said Nikki Haley's coming in on fire again. Uh, is that the preferred candidate for the left right now, you think? Uh, she says all the right things about Ukraine. So maybe, maybe that's... They just love giving money over there, don't they? But it, what's crazy is how not too long ago, she was seen as very far right. Like, oh, that would be great if we could get her as a nominee. If, as yeah, a my wife was on her email right. list. Yeah, my wife used to get her emails. Yeah. Fundraise. They just and, all turned to fundraising. I mean, it shows you how the, the grassroots, at least ideologically, has shifted as far as uh, in involvement in foreign wars, how we've kind of flipped the script on it. We're now the the anti-war party, whereas the Code Pinkers used to be like in the early 2000s, where we were like, "Now we're we're America. We got to go over there and and you know turn turn it, that country to glass." But uh, that mentality is now kind of flipped uh, on its head. And you have well, we have to be realistic, right? Because yeah. uh, that's when the parties flipped. Now, if you'll remember, the Democrats were anti-lockdown. That's what they're going to be arguing at some point real soon, that they were not the ones who believed in lockdowns. They just believed in mandating a vaccine on everybody. So they're really the party of freedom. We're, we're, it's coming, man. Whatever it is, the, the mind op is coming. It's coming for us 100%. There's no question in my mind. Yeah. Oh, there will be a new Southern strategy. When, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, but it's when, going to be called something else. I mean, yes. it'll be called the 2020 uh, election flip strategy or something. COVID-23, the election variant. That's it. So let's let's pull up this thing. Um, what happens when you actually have Democrat policies? This is video number three. So, Ryan, if you want to cue that thing up, I got two of them. Video three followed by video five. I think maybe video six is going to be it. So we're going to play some back to back videos and we got uh, the, the Democrat reaction to that kind of thing. So let's see that. But this is what happens when you want to go with the uh, Nikki Haley is on fire route and or Biden is a good guy. Let's do video three. That's a footlocker if you're listening. Okay, there's a bunch of people running out of footlocker, but they don't seem to be paying for anything. Out of running with boxes, carrying garments out. Sounds nice. I kind of am thinking about moving to Philadelphia. My family and I have been thinking about where would we go next? Maybe we could do the next video. They move on their shopping spree, these uh, these rioters that were going after it in Philly, and they decided to go. Video number five. This is really good, too. Okay, where are we going next? Where are we going next? Oh, they going there? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They going to Louisville. I don't even know how to. How do you say that, Stuart? Lou. 
you say that store, Steve? You say that Lulu, 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 Lulu. Let's uh, Lulu Lemon, man. That's that's just made for the suburban women. We're we're not done yet because video number six is going to explain to you a little bit more about what happens when you go shopping in Lulu Lemon and the cops show up. All right. your phone out recording yourself committing crimes that's great that's, yeah that's that's meatball that's her name apparently I, that's at least that's what i saw in the headlines and she did a really good job um we could throw up this topic number four which ryan teased up a little bit earlier this is the this is the reason why i don't have any sympathy for uh lulu 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 how you say that uh lulu lemon ceo defenses policy after workers were fired for trying to stop theft they don't want you stopping theft over at Lululemon. they want you to just let it happen this is uh, reporting from the street.com this happened back in june some of you guys may remember this but basically the reason Lululemon pants are 150 dollars for some eight dollars worth of yoga pants that are made in chinese is because they have a zero tolerance policy around engaging with a thief when they're being stolen, when, when, when items are being stolen. Why? Because we put the safety of our team and our guests and people that steal from us center. It's only merchandise. We don't care. If you've ever gone to the emergency room and you're like, dang, how's it like $1,000 for this doctor to come in and take my temperature and send me out with a Band-Aid? It's because there are eight homeless people that have also been treated and they're not paying anything. You're paying for all of them. At Lululemon, you're paying for these rioters who have broken into Lululululululu, how you say that store. And that's what happens next. Um, but I want you to have a sobering perspective, and then I'll get your take on it, too. Let's do video number four, because this is really what it was all about. You probably knew this already, Steve, but video four, let's go ahead and run that. And so they go out, and they need to feed their child, and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, you're, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. So talk to me about the bread you saw in that video, if you would. I'll just give you free reign. It's all you. All right, so uh, we'll address the last thing first, uh, AOC, who's actually an actress. That's been documented that they had uh, they she ran for that congressional seat in a primary on a like weird random vote they were having. Uh, they wanted to get out the long entrenched congressman who was there who was pretty powerful, I believe. Mm-hmm. He was like third or fourth in line for the Democrats, and they got rid of him. She auditioned for it. They they had a whole like documentary on it. Uh, and you'll notice that in her first couple of years where she was the uh, so fresh, so faces, Ben Shapiro likes to talk she about her. super fresh in face. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she had a staff that was kind of writing her lines for her, and they have moved on to other things, which is why she's just been more and more absurd and saying things like these people are stealing bread when they're stealing the Lulu, Lulu, Lulu. How do you say that pants? How do you say that pants? <laughs> <laughs> that chick's out of jail, by the way. She got arrested because she live streamed and documented all the evidence of being involved in crimes, and then uh, she's already out. So thanks, Larry Krasner. Yeah, I mean, it's no no bail because that's I don't know racist, Bail's racist. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, and look, the police have to do their job, and I you know I understand that the case of like why are they defending this store if they won't defend themselves? I think it's just for from a community standpoint, like that's why your tax dollars go to the police, but. By the same token, like you could see they were fighting that person on the ground. I mean, there was at least a passive resistance there. Oh, it was active. Bet. If you watch, there's other angles <laughs> of that. It's it's really active. They do some body slams and those dudes fight their way back up and they're back on their feet. Like it went to the ground and it got back up to the feet. Oh, really? It was, ugly. Okay. It was really ugly. 
So I mean, aggressive uh, resisting, resisting. And we rather. can uh, we can expect. Well, now that Jack McGuire has moved on, uh, the new SAC in Philadelphia, I'm sure will direct a color of law investigation of those officers right. for civil rights violations of people who are just trying to get some rye bread uh, for the Sabbath, uh, maybe some challah, and at, then uh, and at feed Lululemon, the <laughs> yeah. At, but the upside is, is that uh, the dogs are safer because uh, Jackie McGuire, if you guys have not followed it, you can go back to our episode entitled You Can't Just Shoot a Dog, where I break down why it's probably not cool for the FBI special agent in charge of the, the Philadelphia field office to smoke a dog on a, on a city street about as busy as that street. Uh, she smoked a pit bull, which actually has nothing to do. It doesn't matter what kind of dog it is. You shoot a dog on the city street. How many how many stories have we ever read about like FBI agent smokes dog while on a walk at night? It's just, it's just you know, anybody that's done that? Uh, other than Jacqueline McGuire? Yeah, other than Jackie? No, well, I mean, I think the FBI has a My buddy calls her two uh, mags, by the way. Two, two mags. One, one mag for the dog, one mag for the threat. There you go. Well, she probably needs that much ammunition. I can't imagine she's passed too many firearms qualifications. She goes to the executive ones so, where they just so, don't. Side note, people what, what ask they, you, like, will, what, will you. Will you tell what, the story of, the, uh, of, of marking targets for executives as a firearms instructor? Oh, yeah. The integrity I mean, one? They, they, they have. So they have these executive shoots that, uh, you know, the rank and file don't go to. You got to be at least a uh, 14 to get to go up there. But mo mostly it's a, the senior executive service. Mm -hmm. The SAC will seek out the firearms uh, instructor within the field office and be like, hey, can we have a, a private shoot? And when you when you have the target now, it's it used to be 60 rounds. Now it's 50 rounds. You do the shooting and then they go up and you know have to score that it's any, anything on the human box. It's not even like a good state qual, like where there's at least like a center mass target that, that you expect your deputies and police officers to hit. Right. As long as it is on the general human body, it counts as a hit. And they will go with the Sharpies and, and mark ones that they've counted. And you can bet that if it's, you know, a couple centimeters, they will just tear the paper and, and say, oh, that that broke the edge. And just to give broke guys, the edge. Yep. They, they will give them the credit for for hitting. Uh, they will miscount the number of rounds. I've heard that they will uh, hold rounds till the end, or in, or they'll do it early on and, and and just dump a whole mag from three yards and and then just miraculously. So, at so people have to understand that our, the, the qualification starts off at three yards, goes to five yards, goes to seven yards, goes to fifteen and twenty five. I would say most executives cannot make a target hit at fifteen or twenty five yards. And so if he's talking about dumping the mag, they basically send all the rounds that they have on them as early as they can, even if it's more than what's allowed. Because at three yards, I think you get like three seconds to drop three rounds, which you could do in about a second and a half. Yep. Your splits so you could be a like couple a couple more in. Yeah. You know, you, and and that, that that ensures that you're there. And then, oh, I need to uh, maneuver my ammunition around my magazines. I miscounted on this one. So uh, I don't have enough. What do they say about integrity? It's only a problem something. If you have it. Yeah, integrity is only a problem if you have it. You don't need to have it to be a senior executive in the FBI. Um, by the way, totally unrelated, but something that one of my uh, instructors had. This is a non-FBI instructor. I actually paid for training with people that are professional shooters because I like to get better. And one of the guys said that if your splits, um, if they're too long, then you're not shooting fast enough, right? But he said if your splits are too fast, you're not thinking because you can't shoot faster than you can think. And he says, I like to think that all my splits need to be a legal dating age. They need to be 0.18 seconds or longer. But they shouldn't be like a third of a second. So they should be like be like 0 0.18, 0 0.21 seconds if you're doing fast shooting. So it needs to be a splits. hot chick who's legal. Got hot it. legal. That's what he said. <laughs> That's uh, I'll give straight credit where it goes. That's uh, a guy named Jedi. Uh, it's from Modern Samurai Project. And uh, his name is Scott Jelinski. He's a really, really good instructor. If you guys ever want to have the definitive course on red dot pistol shooting, I think he's got it. And I've trained with a bunch of people. But that guy's he puts it out there. So anyway, keep your splits legal so you're thinking. Um, that's just 
pro tip for those of you who are who are gun carriers and might have to defend a family member somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> not a dog. Not a dog. You can't shoot a dog on the street. That's not no. a, and, unless and it's attacking you. You have to be trained on everything in the FBI, you know, to, to use that, that weapon system. It can't just be like that, a, a particular type of Glock. It can't be a Glock 17 in general. Well, I want to have my own Glock 17. Well, now you have to qualify with that. Right. Except every every Glock, which is software, yeah. that's allowed. Do you want to hit that a little bit? Because we didn't pull up the article, but it's worth talking about. And then we'll talk about your uh, school board performance because you got two topics that are fun. Yeah, that was a, that was that came out from the Government Accountability Office that the FBI relies heavily on facial recognition software, yet most of the employees are not trained on how to actually use it. And I know Garrett's talked about that in the past where he had a guy that they they got the hit on the facial recognition software from a driver's license photo that was like 100 pounds and 30 years old. Right. Um, and th so th th clearly wasn't the guy. Do you ever but, get uh, facial recognition training? No, never did. Me neither. Uh, but I could... I could cite being uh, admonished when I asked for a, another employee. She she was helping me out one day, and I was like, "Hey, can you burn these recordings to disc?" And she did, and we got in trouble because she hadn't been trained on how to burn recordings to disc. When like, if you are a child of the '90s, you did that with Napster. It's not really like new technology, uh, but that was a big no-no in the bureau. But we can send people to federal prison uh, based on facial recognition software that is state of the art, allegedly and is not training on there's no accountability for anybody on that we're just going to like take your word for it it's chat gpt said yeah that's the bad guy go get him and you did it i will say that uh the odds of the spatial recognition software being cutting edge is very very low if anybody has listened to this program for a long time you know that the motto of the fbi's uh, information technology division is yesterday's technology tomorrow that is it, folks. It is bureau-wide. It is well-known that the worst technology that we can field is what we put out there in the world. So that's cool. Um, why not? Might as well. Kind of kind of a classic stuff that goes on when you've worked with the federal government. If you think the federal government is capable of like deep-seated, capable cabals, you haven't worked with enough federal agencies, it's more likely to Forrest Gump its way into like evil than it is to actually plan it. The, the, like the wanted poster that I told you about today. The, yeah, the Russian yeah, the, the FBI would have you believe that they have borderline superhuman powers, magical, when it comes to investigating. But when it comes down to it, they just put out a, a wanted poster and say, if you know this guy, tell us where he is. Can you tell and us when that inevitably is? fails, we say, we'll give you money. Right. But here's the other funny thing that people should probably realize, that when somebody appears on an FBI wanted poster, it means the FBI thinks that they're close to finding that person. Yes. So they could be like, look, we just got a most wanted felon that we claimed was most wanted by ourselves. The government has determined him to be most wanted right after we found him and then we wanted him. It's one of two things. They either know he's very gettable and that way they can claim they got somebody off the list uh, or they want a ton of resources. So they uh, lobby to get the person on the top 10 and then they get like, it's basically like an OCDF level of funding. They can, there's no limit to the check that they can, they can strike. I've heard people say things like, Steve, you used to work for the government. Why don't you trust the government? Why don't you trust the government, Steve? Uh, because they told us that the uh, the earth is round and uh, we all know that it's flat. Right, Ryan? Earth? Oh, God. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have diversity of thought. Ryan does a whole show on the mornings of Friday that I recommended to him just because he was trying to sell it to me. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But it's Flat Earth Friday. You can watch um, Ryan Matta. He will. Uh, I don't even know what pill that is. He'll rainbow pill you. That's what is the pill? <laughs> He'll squash pill you if you it's want like to go. It's like a dog pill. It takes a lot of peanut butter to get it all the way down, man. It's it's a rough one. It yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of problems I have with the flat Earth people. Um, mostly the one is that I don't care if the Earth is Correct. flat. My life continues the same way it is. 
But uh, if you want to watch some flatter stuff with Ryan in the mornings, wake up early on, on Fridays and go check that out. If, if you want to have fun, just walk up to any of one of Ryan's buddies and be like, tell me about the chemtrails. Ryan, do you have a chemtrail <laughs> thing coming up? I can. You want one? You going to come to that? I assume you're going to get it done. The flat, the flat Earth Friday is available to you all. Now you guys know you can't unknow that. <laughs> I got Lemon Zinger in the chat saying, OMG, this show is hilarious today. Sorry. It's been a serious week. It's been kind of weird. I feel like I'm blowing off a little bit of steam with you all, but I actually really enjoy talking to Steve about this stuff. How about something that was kind of fun? You got to read pornography in front of a uh, school board meeting. You want to set up this clip? Yeah, uh, I was uh, recruited by some of the Moms for Liberty in my community. They they located- Are they some, Nazis? Um, I, I think that that's what that- that's what the Southern Poverty Law Center said. So, yeah, media uh, matters. Taking a good faith. So <laughs> they uh, they were going to use a new Florida law about uh, sexual content in the books. And it's a pretty good law because if you go to the school board meeting and you, you have a, an objection to this content and you read it and it's too obscene for the school board meeting, they immediately have to act on the book. So they they pull it and do an evaluation. So they said, hey, we'll just get up there and we'll, we've we've identified it and. I'm going to pause you. Quick question. This came out of the chat. I just want to share it with you. I bet you have a really fast answer. Uh, Echo Pause says, uh, quick question. Any advice for someone who's new in the FBI? you have any advice before you show this clip? Yeah, resign. There you go. I had the same thought. Okay. <laughs> Quit <laughs> while you have your honor. First, get a scalp. Get, get a... <laughs> make it productive. I mean, you, you went through a lot. Make sure you bring uh, an executive with you. But uh, yeah, yeah, send, send something to Kyle Serafin in DMs. We will connect with you on Signal. Send me some documents <laughs> and then burn it. Um, all right, let's let's do this video. This is this is really fun stuff because uh, you didn't get a whole lot of time at the mic. No, they cut me off pretty quick. I, I told the girls I was like, "Hey, I'm the only guy there. I, I'm, we were out number twenty to one." Easy. I'm gonna have you describe the like the scene right after we show the video. So let's play right. the little quick video. This is a screen grab, people. We couldn't grab it from local news. She is live at the district headquarters in Deland this morning. And Randy, good morning to you. We do know 89 books were challenged in the district last year. Only two, though, were removed. Yeah, and I've reached out to the school district to find out next steps based on what happened at last night's meeting. At the meeting, Moms for Liberty was hoping to use a new state law task force to handle school board members to get more books removed quickly. And that new state law says that board members, if a parent is reading from a book out loud that they have been that they object to, then they cannot be stopped. That book must be removed. Now, throughout the meeting, dozens of public speakers approached the podium, reading some of the excerpts of of some of the more explicit parts of those books hoping to be stopped and at times the board members did ask them to stop but also asked them to fill out a formal objection form page 159 man said the porter you sure had a can we stop yes <laughs> can we stop filling out an objection form <laughs> speakers say these books contain porn that's good porn, enough right there <laughs> Steve, how many words did you say? <laughs> uh, I mean, I actually that was actually, I think, the third excerpt that I read because the first one was about somebody having uh, sex with a Shetland pony. Why would why would you stop that? I mean, I look, it's 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 Florida, man. Though. Anything goes, right? Florida man, Florida man, <laughs> Florida um, man finds pony, falls in love, yeah. writes writes book about it. God, it's so weird. They pull yeah, why did they cut you off? So I mean, why the, did you stop? Uh, Hold on, I'm the getting... chairwoman uh, was actually sympathetic to what we wanted to do, and she said uh, because the the one can you can you tell me what words were bleeped out? Hard on. 
What was that? It was hard on. Sorry. Yeah, don't say that stuff on my show. What are you doing, dude? Family friendly. Family friendly. <laughs> What's Friday. wrong with you? <laughs> oh, it's good. So, so we that they they'd objected to eighty nine books and they had not really taken them up. And then the the lefter left wingers on the school board were saying, "Well, those expired. You have to reobject." And the moms were like, "That's BS. You didn't. You can't just run up the clock." But the chairwoman was really cool with it. She said, uh, fill out a new objection here. I'll just take it from you. And went up and, and read the excerpt. I told the the women that I was there with, like, give me some of the worst stuff. I don't care. Um, I gave a brief intro to myself. I was like, look. I, <laughs> You're like, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. I, I, you know, I, I worked on an Indian reservation. I've seen the worst things you can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I was like, look, I, I've investigated child sexual abuse material. So it's one of those know it when you see it. Uh, the literary value does not outweigh this this material um and you you can say that i want to ban huck finn or the kill a mockingbird uh, that's not true what's in huck finn or to kill a mockingbird you don't like? oh the 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 yeah yeah gem man he was he, the gem is, is referred to it uh by uh, by the n-word yeah the n-word yeah. and that's uh that's a no-no which you know it's mark twain so it's very uh it's historically relevant historically exactly. relevant yeah but they they took our our books up and we were outnumbered significantly. But so the okay, FBI on your panty raid was really excited. He was like, "Oh, twenty to one. That sounds like my kind of party." That wasn't the twenty to one that you guys experienced. Who was on the twenty? Who was on the one? We were the one. Okay, who, who's the twenty, 20 to though? one turbo freaks who had facial piercings, lots of tattoos, Ryan, um, and trannies, men in women's uh, dresses, women who had the I'm on testosterone like scraggly beard that I can grow. But also and, like makeup over it. Yes. Green hair. Uh, oh, a lot of old, older women who are basically like the feminists who never got married, never had babies and are just miserable. And they just their life is now trying to make other people's lives miserable. I'm glad you see that, too, because I actually do see some of these like old school feminist types that are like just they're just hoping someone else can enjoy the misery that they live in, which is always interesting. That's an interesting move. Yeah. And, and the, I think the, the funniest part is that they are very clear that you're not supposed to have a reaction. You're not supposed to cheer or boo or any or applause. They, they want to be respectful of everybody's time. They said you can do thumbs up, thumbs down or jazz hands. Can you do so, jazz hands? I, I can't I've been told well. that that thumbs down is a death threat. Somebody actually claimed that I was threatening them because I showed a picture from Gladiator. You talk about the walkout music. Um, when I when I was doing the uh, the Joaquin Phoenix where he's like, yeah, you know, and he gives them the thumbs down <laughs> yes. and they're like, that's a death threat. You're telling your followers to execute me. I'm like, first of all, I don't have followers. I'm like, I don't have disciples. I just have people that like, you have the Sarah see... fans. I have I people mean, that just want to see what I write on Twitter. That's enough to get a, a nice 266 domestic terrorism investigation. of. Ah, uh, so I'm in for it. We already know that's happening. So <laughs> we just embrace it here. But I was telling my dad afterwards, I was like, it was like uh, a away game when you're playing basketball and they're behind the backboard during a free throw trying to distract you of like all the, the lefties doing like the jazz hands while you were speaking. I like that they obeyed the rules, but they were weak about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, so... look, it's they obeyed the rules. They, they have identified the choke points. I think in my county is an R plus 14 district so it's definitely it votes conservatively yeah um but this is a this is something that jesse kelly says that he's like look there could be a room of a hundred good conservatives and the one communist will find a way to be the gatekeeper they'll be at the door yeah they'll and be the loudest person the whole room by just being at the door and they all went to the school board they but we had the law on our side and i said look we could be outnumbered a thousand to one doesn't matter this is what the law is there's no sense in electing good reps good governors to pass good laws if you don't use it 
Yep. And, uh, and hopefully uh, this, this pulls some of these books. And I told the, the girls going forward, like, look, I'll go to all the meetings. Let's do one book or two books at a time. That way we can't be called book banners and we can make them say, defend this particular book. Yeah. Stand on, stand on their principles, make them that that's a rules for radicals flip. Um, Let's let's move from the seriousness of people uh, reading pornography, which is sort of clownish on its own. We're going to we're going to wrap this up with a couple of fun things. I've got a kind of like how it started, how it's going situation. Uh, Britney Spears has been liberated from her uh, conservatorship. She has been uh, freed. So if you got video number eight, Ryan, I'm gonna have you cue that sucker up and we're going to play uh, OG Britney when you leave her to her own devices. This is what she does. And then I've got a follow up video for it. I'll let you just kind of just chuckle on that. We're going to go into the weekend with at least a, a, a good sense of how serious this country is. Video eight. for it there it is <laughs> so, i was waiting you know for what? a knife to go out of her hand and hit one of those dogs apparently so t yeah tmz has done like some some reporting on this and they've zoomed in on the photos and stuff and they show that she's got a bandage on one wrist and she also has some like what looks like maybe knife wounds on her leg where she gashed herself so they think this was probably not the safest dance that's been done um it's pretty bizarre I'll just say this. I'm going to go on record. I grew up in the Britney Spears high school era. Britney Spears is about 20 days older than me. I think she was born on December 2nd of uh, of 81. So that gives out my birthday as well. If you guys decide to go and uh, dox me, now you know that. Did but, you have uh, a more poster of her in your, above your bed? I was about to cover that. I had a poster of Christina Aguilera above my bed. Oh, you were on X-Tina? <laughs> I continue to be a Christina Aguilera fan. I think she's got more talent in her left yes. pinky than than ever Britney had. She's got the voice of an angel. She was always the best. She's the genie in the bottle. I don't know what's wrong with Britney, but she's basically just been exposed. I always felt so bad for Britney. And um, I also feel like she really blew it because she was dating Justin Timberlake at some point. That would have been the number one 2000s power couple, and they blew it, they ruined it, and then Justin did whatever he did. But that was how it started. This is how it's going. Video seven, Ryan, if you want to bring that up and let Steve understand just how dangerous things are getting in America. <laughs> so actually did Britney Spears is yeah he's he awesome is better yeah <laughs> yeah so Britney Spears is actually auditioning for a Michael Myers film uh Halloween is coming folks so well, now you know now you know that that's coming you know what the thing that bothered me the most in that whole video uh, the knife video because I listened to it on some very fancy studio monitor speakers like my editing speakers there's, you gotta have to send it there's a chirp in the background because she's not changing her fire extinguisher. Uh, I mean, her fire, her, her uh, fire alarm. alarm. Oh she God, needs a couple of nine volts. And so someone needs to send Britney Spears some nine volts. If you can, if you know where Britney Spears lives, just send her like a Costco pack of them. And maybe if there's a repairman out there in Brentwood or wherever she lives, you need to bring a ladder and some nine volts to go save Britney. So she doesn't burn to death because she's stabbing herself with knives and she's not handling the smoke alarm. And that is a big pet peeve of mine. Every search warrant you've ever been on, the chirp 
The chirp's always there, man. They're, especially in the wintertime when they got the oven blasting. Oh, yeah. Uh, to keep stay warm. Um, I, I will note uh, that uh, if Brittany had not wasted the time on her tramp stamp and the money, she could have probably used that for some firearms she could have used in that video. Much better. Would have probably been more compelling of a case. Uh, props to which, the guy for memorizing that dance that quickly. It, instead of instead of spending your money on knives, you can spend your money on real weapon system. This is what I told Ryan he's missing out on. His tattoos or this? And he said he would skin his arms and, and buy one of these MCXs. So, but this is an MPX, right? This is a 9 mil. Just does, it saying, have an, does it have an 80-round magazine like the president said? Uh, it's an 80-round clipazine. I just dropped on the floor, but it's fine. Clip it's an 80-round clipazine, yeah. It's a, it's a fully semi-automatic, clipazine-fed, suppressed, 9-millimeter SIG death weapon of war does it have a chainsaw attachment uh i'm getting actually i'm gonna get the flamethrower attachment for the bottom i don't want to do a chainsaw that's too close yeah superior someone just laughed that i dropped it i'm like guys these are tools these are what my weapon systems they're all over the desk i don't care it's not hurting anything that's how you make a serious weapon of war it's droppable um all right so everybody go get the clipazines go uh make sure you're buying them now before the election Apparently guns are actually, I just talked to a guy who's a firearm supplier. He said that uh, guns are at their lowest price. They're probably going to continue to drop over the next couple months. So in the same way, we're about to see people like not be able to pay their car payment. A lot of people are not buying weapon systems. They have seen like a 40 to 60% drop in buying of firearms because disposable income is not good. That's another good indicator. And then when it gets really, really bad, people start buying guns again. Ryan, you could put that in your Google search list. Gun stores near me. I'm on it. It's an indicator yeah. of, of things to come. I think. Yeah, the FISA will, will definitely like to see that search in your internet history. Yeah, who cares? Um, the FBI is coming for all of us. If you're not on a government watch list right now, then uh, what are you doing with your life? Steve, tell people where they can find you, what you're doing with your life, and uh, we'll rock this thing up. All right. You can find me on X, formerly Twitter, at Real Steve Friend. You can find me on True Social at Real underscore Steve Friend. Encourage everybody to keep buying up the book, True Blue, My Journey from Beat Cop to Suspended FBI Whistleblower, available at Amazon. They're hoarding all the copies, uh, but uh, if enough people buy them, then maybe I can get a few sent over to me for under retail price. And always uh, look at what the Center for Renewing America is doing, americarenewing.com. Nice. It's like you do this all the time now. It's like you're a media dude. You went from FBI guy, you went from cop to FBI guy to media feelings herder at the Hoover building. Thanks for being my buddy. Thanks for coming on on Fridays. We always enjoy it. Appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, let's continue the fun, Ryan, by pulling this up. I gave you two reviews today, folks. We stream the show live from Liberty Hill, Texas. Today's a little bit more uh, fun, a little bit less formal. We've been having a lot of fun with it. I hope you guys do too. Somebody had some fun in our comment section. Do you want to bring up that, uh, that, Short review, because we'll read that too, because it's it's kind of fun. We might as well. Did you get both of them? Give me one second. Nope, I'm pulling a... up the big one first, then I'll pull up the, the smaller one second. All right. So let's bring this one up. This is the serious review we have, folks. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple. We're almost at 725, and we really do appreciate it. This one is from September 21st. Reason over ridicule, the best-kept secret. This is a long one, but I like it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Bongino, Shapiro, Clavin, but Kyle show is hands down the best. That is high praise. I think it's probably not true, but let's let's go with it. The show consistently and credibly provides eye-opening insights into government malfeasance through in-depth interviews with knowledgeable insiders that I don't find anywhere else. Interspersed with and providing balance to the off-disturbing insights is a levity and deadpan humor that Kyle and his friends deliver perfectly. That's just how we talk, people. That's what we do. It's a shame for others that they haven't discovered the quote-unquote best-kept secret in conservative podcasting yet, but I suspect it's just a matter of time. Others report on the news while Kyle and his friends frequently report on themselves because they are the news. Thanks so much, Reason Over Ridicule. That is a nice and serious and thoughtful one. This is the one that feels like it came from one of my friends from uh, DC Morse. 
which is a which is a TV show, a British detective show. It says Kyle looks like a wolf. Five stars, a wolf of justice. <laughs> What's better than that? I feel like my friend Carl Wenthold wrote that. That's the kind of thing that my friend he would send me. That'd be like he'd be like, "You look like a wolf." The problem is, uh, it, it's it's out of uh, step with our. They're two wolves comparison that we like to make. Which we'll show at some point in time. Folks, uh, inside of all of you are two wolves. We'll talk about what those wolves are <laughs> next week. We do appreciate you guys enjoying our, our time together. Thanks for joining me for another friendly Friday. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, a safe weekend. God bless you. And let's do this again on Monday morning at 930 here on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. We will see you then. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram. Instagram at Kyle Serafin.